We're gonna go through this uh, talk this morning on the Jesus Is series that we've been looking at. And uh, for the past six months or so, the Lord has really been stirring uh, fresh hunger in my heart and in my life for the lost. Uh, people who we would maybe use that description of lost are, are those that we would say have uh, maybe a, a bit of a distant connection to the Lord. Maybe they're, they're kind of outside of a faith relationship with Jesus. Sometimes they're searching and they're looking. Sometimes they're just, they've just rejected God, uh, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't consider themselves to have faith in Jesus. And um, I've been talking a lot about the gospel in my messages and kind of giving regular opportunity. If you've been with us over the last four months or so, you'll notice that we are routinely trying to make sure at the end of the morning that there's an ability for people to respond and say, yeah, I wanna, I wanna have faith in Jesus. I wanna welcome Jesus into my life and into my heart. And we use different words to kind of, uh, kind of describe that process of what we would say being born again and welcoming Jesus into your life and having a faith relationship with him. And um, that's something that I really look forward to every week, and, and I think it's becoming a bit of a sacred moment for our church and something that's a, a significant part of, of who we are and, and where we're going. And I um, want to remind you that the house is a safe place for you, and it's a safe place for you to bring your friends. And uh, we want to let you know that, that our, our hope and our vision is even over the next year as we get into the fall and we look forward to the year ahead that we really want to um, you know, kind of present the gospel in a respectful and loving way and a safe way and that there will be opportunity for people to respond to Jesus. And that's an important thing that's growing in our heart and our vision. And um, this morning, I wanna actually look at that theme of, of Jesus reaching the lost. In this Jesus is series, that Jesus is the savior of the lost, that Jesus is the one who seeks and finds and saves those that are lost, those that are outside of connection and fellowship with him. In Luke 15, eight to 10, there is a parable, a little, a little story that Jesus gives us. It says, a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. And in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Now, this is this short little parable that actually is a tag onto another parable, which is of the good shepherd, which immediately precedes this, this idea of finding the lost coins. And in this parable of the good shepherd, Jesus talks about this, this shepherd who loses a sheep, a, a sheep who wanders off and is separated from the, from the safety of the fold and has gotten kind of far away. And the shepherd goes out to find the sheep, and when he finds it, Jesus says this shepherd's heart is overwhelmed with joy. In fact, the, the good shepherd puts, a, puts the sheep on his shoulder and carries it back home, carries it back to the rest of the other sheep, and throws a great celebration. And you know, Jesus doesn't always give interpretations. He doesn't always give the meaning of the parables, these little stories that have a deeper level spiritual truth. Jesus doesn't always provide the interpretation, but for these stories and these parables in Luke 15, Jesus does. And in verse seven, Jesus says, just as the shepherd celebrates finding his lost sheep, so there is a celebration in the heavenlies when Jesus finds a lost sinner. 
And again, in verse 10, when he's talking about the celebration over the lost coins, Jesus says, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. And the heart of God comes through in these parables, and it begins to help us understand something about who Jesus is, that his heart is full for people, full of love for people who are outside of connection and relationship with him. Jesus is motivated to reach them. His heart is for them. In Mark 2.17, Jesus is criticized for spending time with the tax collectors. And he answers, he says something really genius. He says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And Jesus makes it clear that he has come to, to the world. He has come as the incarnate God. He has come as Jesus, savior of the lost, to actually reach out and connect with people who are outside of faith in Jesus, to draw them in, to win them over, to reveal himself to them. In Luke 19.10, it says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. This is his mission. This is what he is about. This is what he did. In fact, all of his ministry is actually teaching the disciples how to do the ministry of Jesus, how to do the ministry of the good shepherd, to go out, to go out into all the world, to be my witnesses. That's what Jesus does. In fact, it's the culmination when Jesus ascends to heaven after his resurrection, after the believers are gathered together and they're praying and they're seeking and, and they receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is a fulfillment of Acts 1.8 when Jesus says, you're gonna receive my spirit to empower you to be my witnesses. And it is the primary calling and the primary purpose of the church. It's one of, one of the, the core things that the church is about is to be the example, to be the witness and to share the gospel of Jesus to the world around us. And... Um, Jesus is the good shepherd who came to seek and save the lost. And so what does that look like? And what does it mean for Jesus to be that way? And I want to look at a, a, a couple pictures of Jesus and a couple things that, that I feel the Lord has been laying on my heart this week as I've been preparing and looking forward to this talk. Um, the first is this picture I want to give you, that Jesus is holding the door open for you. When I would visit my, my mom and dad, my mom passed away in, in, uh, in 2012. And... Uh, Prior to that, we had some, in, in our life stage, we were able to have my mom and dad around when we had some kids, and uh, we would do some of those family vacations and go back and visit my mom and dad, and um, they would sit in the front room and watch for us to pull up. You know, like, it, it could be like a 12-hour journey from uh, Kelowna all the way into Sherwood Park, and probably somewhere around three or four hours into the time we told them we were leaving, I think my mom would sit down in the front room and begin to look out the window and wait for us to show up. And um, they would sit there in the window, and they would wait for us to show up, and, and as soon as we pulled up, they would be at the front door, and they would be holding it open and welcoming us in. That simple gesture communicated an important message that said, you're home and you're welcome here. Just as we sang this morning, come as you are. Sinner, be welcome. Come as you are. And it was like this, this gesture that would, they would embrace us. They would pick up our kids and kiss them. And they would, they would usher us in and pick up our bags and welcome us in. And, and there would be the smell of homemade food and homemade soup. And before we knew it, we would be sitting down with a cup of coffee and a plate of food in front of us. And we'd be visiting. And our kids would be eating treats that they would never be allowed to eat at home on their own. And that was home. 
That was, that was this gesture of holding the door open and, and welcoming us in. And with just that environment of just, ah, where you can breathe and you're at home, you know that you know that you know that you belong there, that you're accepted there, that you don't have to be something you're not, that the stresses and the worries of life are left outside and you can just be. And it's a beautiful experience and they're beautiful memories of us being able to do that. And this is how I picture coming into the presence of Jesus. He's there with a smile on his face, holding the door open, welcoming you in. It doesn't matter how long it's been since you last visited. It doesn't matter if you called home or it's been a long time since you've called. He is just so happy you're there. And every time you think about coming into the presence of Jesus, and you think the presence of Jesus is not about coming to church. That's not what we're talking about. It can happen when we come to church and worship. But finding the presence of Jesus and coming into the presence of Jesus happens at any moment throughout your day, every day. You can just find Jesus. And you know, every time you think of Jesus, every time you, you begin to think and meditate about spiritual things and who God is and what your life is like as a Christian and the choices and the decisions and all those things, every time you think about that, do you know what Jesus is there? He's holding the door open and he says, just come. Just come and be with me. And he's so happy and he's so welcoming and he's so encouraging. And so many of us think God is angry and disappointed in us and, and he's actually welcoming us into his presence with great joy. When I was a kid, my, my friends and I would do what I think kids probably still do today, uh, in, in, especially in smaller communities and neighborhoods, which are kind of tight. Um, we would we'd all play together, especially during the summer when we were out of school, and, um, and we would make the rounds and go to one another's houses. You, you probably did that. And, 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 and if you scored, you would like go to one friend's house and get like some good host iced tea, and then you go to another friend's house, and you'd maybe get like some ice cream, and then you go to another friend's house, and, and maybe you get like those homemade popsicles, you know, that were so big like years ago with like really sugary Kool-Aid, and, 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 and we, would, we would go to everybody's house, and it was, it was a beautiful way to spend the afternoon. And um, we were always welcome and always accepted in all of our friends' houses, except for my friend David. David's dad was a, a, a police officer, and he was super strict. And he's the kind of father that brought a lot of the stress and a lot of the things back home. And he had a pension for law and order, and that came through in how the household was. It was not a relaxing household. It was the kind of place where there's plastic on the couches, and it's sterile, and you don't go in that room, and you don't go in that room, and there's rules. And we never felt welcome and relaxed. We never felt accepted. It always felt like we had to talk in hushed, whispered tones. We never felt like ourselves. And in fact, we kind of, it was communicated that we were a nuisance, that we weren't, we weren't actually wanted there. And do you know what happened is over the course of the summer, we just began to bypass David's house. And David's dad was not the kind of dad that would hang out in the driveway and shoot hoops with you for a few minutes when he pulled up and, and you were playing and, and he got out of the car at the end of his work day and joined in. And, and he, he was a dad that none of us got to know. None of us got to interact with him. And we just didn't even go there anymore. 
And leaving their place and, and getting back outside, it felt like finding uh, a breath of, of air after we've been underwater for too long. And you know, some of you see God in the same way as that. And it's keeping you from getting to know God. And I want to remind you today that Jesus is not an emotionally distant, unloving father who was bothered and disappointed in you. Jesus is watching out the window for you to come by. He's holding the door open and he's welcoming you in to his presence with a smile on his face. His heart is full of love for you and he's been eagerly waiting for you to come by. Think about the parable of the prodigal son. This young man who squanders everything, who wastes everything, who hurts everybody around him, makes a mess of his life goes off, ruins everything, comes back with nothing, smells like pig slop. And the scripture we have and the picture that scripture gives us tells us that when the father looked and he looked down the road and he focused and he could see somebody coming and he realized that it was his son, he runs out and puts the robe around him and welcomes his son back into the family. What a beautiful picture of God the Father. What a beautiful picture of Jesus opening the door for us and welcoming us in. It is a picture of the Father's heart of God for us to run out and to welcome us. It doesn't matter how much we've messed up or what we've done or how far we've gone or how long it's been. Jesus will always welcome us back. And sometimes we have to be reminded of that ourselves. And sometimes we have to be reminded that those in our world that seem so far from us, Jesus is already holding the door open for them. He's already calling them. He's already welcoming them in. Right now, Jesus is holding the door open and he's welcoming you into his presence. Another picture I want to give you that uh, besides Jesus is holding the door open is that Jesus is looking for the lost. He's out looking for the lost. This idea of the good shepherd who goes out, who leaves the sheep there, safe in there, in there and he goes out to find that one that is lost. Those sheep who have wandered away and, and they've, 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 they've lost their way, maybe in the wilderness, maybe beyond the edge of the safety. The ones who have gone too far and maybe they've gone so far that, that they can't hear the voice of the shepherd calling anymore. And when that sheep goes so far that it can't hear the voice of the shepherd, the shepherd goes out and finds that sheep. This is the mission of Jesus. This is why Jesus came. This is what he models to the disciples. This is what he models to the early church. This is the ministry of the good shepherd. Jesus goes out to find. About four years ago, um, my company, I, I, have a, I have an AV company, and um, my company provided some AV equipment for a church in Calgary. I knew the pastor there, and they needed some stuff. They had been burned from a different company, and they just needed some good advice, and so I provided them with some things, and, and uh, we delivered it, sent it out there on a, on a, on a freight company, and um, they flew me out on a Friday to help them get everything hooked up, and on Saturday, we spent time tra uh, training everybody, and on the Sunday, they invited me to preach, and uh, so I stayed for their services and, and preached for the weekend, and after church, the pastor took me out for lunch, and he invited one of the guys from his church named Norm, and I got to meet Norm, great guy, awesome dude, we had a great visit, 
never talked to him before, never talked to him since, just, just a good guy, one of those people you meet in passing in, in your life. Well, um, I haven't heard from Norm forever, and uh, I get a phone call one day. Uh, three years went by, and I get a phone call one day from Norm. Do you remember me from Calgary, from the church? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you, Norm. Yeah, how's it going, and what's up? And he tells me that, he had gone to a church in Calgary just to visit that Sunday. Never been there before, never been there since. His daughter knew somebody who was getting baptized. It was an outdoor service, so they went to help with his daughter and watch their friends and uh, uh, participate in the baptism service. And uh, he doesn't know anybody, and so he stands at the back of the group, and he's just, you know, went there so his daughter could be with her friends, and, and he's just, just there, hanging out. And... Um, he ends up talking to a lady next to him. Turns out that this lady is just visiting Calgary. She's just in town for a few days and the people she's staying with also knew somebody who was getting baptized and, and they got invited and came to the church. And they make some chit-chat and they're, they're talking back and forth. And um, Norm says, uh, Did, do you go to church anywhere? Is this, is this something new for you? And uh, she explains that she'd... She's a believer in Jesus. She's been a believer in Jesus, but she's never really been able to find home. She's never really been able to kind of get plugged into a church and find a place to belong and find a community of believers and, and actually know she hasn't been going to church and it's been a very, very long time and she kind of wants to and she feels like she should, but she doesn't even know where to start and where to go and, and all of those things. And um, she very much was probably like that sheep who just wandered off a little bit, just kind of got a little bit too close to the edge and just kind of got separated from everybody else. And before she knew it, she was like, I, where am I? I don't know, where, where do I belong? Where, where's my, my peeps, my sheeps? Where's my, that was pretty good. That was just on the fly. So um, where's, where, where are my people? Where do, I, where do I belong? And she just kind of was wondering. That's, that's what she was. And, 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 and Norm and her have this conversation. And, and um the church that they were visiting that day was full of young people and great music and was really casual and she said she really liked it and she says this to Norm, she goes, you know what, if I could find a church like this, I would probably go. And he says, well, where are you from? And she says, I'm from Kelowna. Norm says, I met a pastor in Kelowna three years ago and he's a really great guy and I think his church is probably exactly what you need. He says, would it be okay if I got your phone number Okay, 50-year-old married Norm asks another lady for her phone number. <laughs> Says, would it be okay if I got your phone number and, 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 and I'll try to track him down. And maybe he can call you, invite you to church. I think, I think he'd like his church. He's in Kelowna. She says, okay, I guess, sure. Let, yeah. So after a couple weeks, Norm finally finds me, tracks me down. I pick up the phone here and we have a chat and he says, look, I met this lady. She's from Kelowna. She's kind of lost, she doesn't know where she should go to church, can you, can you give her a call? And so I call her up, and uh, we visit for a while on the phone, and I just tell her, you know what, our church is awesome, you've got to come check our church out, it's amazing, and I just bragged about you guys and how awesome our church is, and how great it is, and how cool it is, and you know, and it's an easy thing to do, and I just said, you've got to come, just come, just give it a shot, just come once, and she's like, yeah, I'll totally be there. And um, she didn't come that week, and I never really thought much about it until about two or three weeks later. And this lady meets me with a huge hug. 
She says, I'm Leslie. I'm Leslie. I'm the one that you talked to on the phone. I, I, met, I met Norm. She says, ah, it's like I'm home here. This is amazing. And that was in September of last year. And they've been here every week since. And they've gone through Alpha. They went through affinity groups. They attended small groups. They connected with people. They have friends. And I tell you what, their life looks very different now than it did two or three years ago. Think about what had to happen to make all of that work. Leslie is visiting Calgary and gets invited to a church she's never been to before or since. She stands next to a guy who's never been there before or since named Norm and somehow they have a conversation and finds out that she's from Kelowna and he remembers that he met me and he's never seen me before or since three years ago and somehow he tracks me down and he connects us and now they're here and they're in Kelowna. Do you know what it takes to make that stuff happen? We can't do that on our own. The Holy Spirit is at work. Do you know why? Because he is the good shepherd who goes out and finds the lost sheep. That's what he does. That's what Jesus is about. That's what he's in the business of. That's what he does. And he's a good God and he's a good shepherd. And do you know what? Jesus, he's done that in so many of your lives. That is not the only story of people who have found Jesus, who have found community, who have participated with community in our church. Those stories happen all the time. I hear them all the time. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Jesus goes out. In fact, many of you are here because Jesus went out and he found you and he brought you home. That's what he does. I'm gonna get the band to come. We're gonna get ready to close. And... Uh, just kind of a, a shorter talk today. Um, as a band comes, I want to remind you, and I want to encourage you, and I want you, to, I want you to grasp something this morning. If you didn't get anything else, it's this. It's that God is at work in people's lives all over the world. He's already doing the heavy lifting. He's already present in somebody's life. He's already coordinating things and preparing people and, and, and working in them and stirring them and leading them. And when you show up, you're just like a small little part, but it's important. And Jesus has already been doing all the heavy lifting. He's already been doing stuff in their lives. There's a, something that I, I think is very helpful this is how I try to posture myself. And I found it has helped me time and time again. And it's this simple thing. I assume that everybody I meet and everybody I talk to is spiritually hungry and searching for Jesus. I start with that place. I start with that assumption. And I believe that Jesus has already been doing something and working in their life. And it's so much easier to just step in knowing that Jesus has already been present and already been working and it's not up to me to try to create it all and make it all happen. Jesus is the good shepherd. He already knows everything. He's already present in a life. There's a fairly silly pop song on the radio right now. And if it gets stuck in your head for me for mentioning it, please forgive me. Um, it says this line. 
And if you go home and listen to the radio, you'll probably hear it because it's on all the time. There's this, it says this, it says, I didn't know I was starving till I tasted you. It's a silly pop love song. But it's a really great description of those who we would say are lost. Many of them are spiritually hungry. Many of them are searching. But they don't know it's Jesus they're looking for. They don't, they don't know what it is they need. They just know that they're hungry. They just know that they're thirsty. They know that they're searching and they need something. And when they find Jesus, it's like all along they didn't know it was him. They didn't know that it was him that they were looking for until they find him and they taste and see that the Lord is good and they encounter him and find his forgiveness and find his love and find his presence. And I want to encourage you to hear this this morning. You and I are carriers of the ministry of the Good Shepherd. It's what was passed on to us through Jesus, to the disciples, to the early church throughout history. It has been passed on to us. We are carriers of the Good Shepherd. When Jesus goes out and finds lost sheep, he always invites us to participate with him. He's already got a plan. He's already coordinating and lining things up. He's, good, he's doing it better than we ever could on our own. All he needs, all he needs is one person to be at a baptism service that they've never been to before to make small chat with a person next to them and say, where do you go to church? And that one question will change the direction of somebody's life for eternity. Because God is already at work in their life. And because the good shepherd, the ministry of the good shepherd is upon the church. And because we get to step into it. That's all Jesus needs. Can you participate in the ministry of the good shepherd? Just as Jesus said, you will receive power. The church will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Can that be us? And so this morning, we're going to go into that, that sacred moment that we've been doing over the last while in our church community. And... Uh, Let's do it this way. Would you stand with me in this moment? Would I just ask you to just stand and participate in this, this uh, spiritual moment, this sacred moment, as we just kind of pray and reflect on our life and the lives of our loved ones and the people in our world. Perhaps today you are here and you would say, you know what, I think I've been kind of I've been out on the edge. I've, I've been kind of far away from Jesus. I've been beyond his voice and I haven't been with him. Maybe you know that you've been searching. Maybe you even know you're, you're lost. You, you're aware that you've been out there and you've been lost. But you didn't know where you were supposed to go or where home was or who you were looking for. Maybe that's how you would identify your spiritual life today. And what I encourage you to find and come to Jesus today. Let him be the good shepherd who comes and finds you and brings you home. 
who's holding the door open for you, who's welcoming you in. That Jesus would so awesomely love you and embrace you and forgive you and welcome you. And as we're just kind of in a moment of prayer, perhaps you're here today and that's how you would identify and you'd say, you know, I want, I want to come to Jesus. I want Jesus to find me today. I'm going to get you to just slip your hand up nice and high so I can pray for you. Some others, you can put it down. You don't have to hold it up. Just nice and high so I can see. Jesus, for those that put their hands up today to say that they want to be found, they want a spiritual home. Jesus, I pray that you would come into their life. You would come into their heart. You would would find them today. I pray that they would open their heart just a just a bit and just welcome you in and that you would in turn welcome them in to fellowship and and relationship with you. It's very important if you are making that commitment today that you just acknowledge that, say, Jesus, I I confess my faith in you and I've been doing it on my own. And just as the Bible says that there's been sin and things in my life I need forgiveness for and I want to come to you. You just do that. You just make that prayer in your heart and welcome Jesus in. And for the rest of us this morning, perhaps, perhaps you would acknowledge that you have not been participating as well and as strong and as boldly and as consciously as you know you could and should at joining in with the good shepherd at finding the lost sheep. But I remind you today that Jesus does the heavy lifting. He's at work and he's present in people's lives and he's already getting it figured out. And he's just asking for someone to look to somebody else and say, well, where do you go to church? Do you go to church? What do you believe? Let me tell you what I believe. This is what Jesus means to me. Do you know what the Bible says is that when the Holy Spirit comes upon the church, they will be my witnesses. That's what Jesus says. And so this morning, if you would like to say, Jesus, I want to participate in the ministry of the Good Shepherd at a deeper level and a level like I haven't before, I'm going to get you just to kind of hold your hands up like you're receiving something from Jesus. Just hold them up. And so, Father, I pray. And in this moment, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you would empower us, and you would fill us with your presence and your strength and your love for others and sensitivity and gifts of the Spirit, and that, Lord, you would help our church to be filled with courage. You would help our lives to be filled with courage for something more, for something new in you. And Jesus, I pray that all across this room, as we stand in this sacred moment, Lord, that we would hold our hands and say, Jesus, would you fill us with your spirit? Would you empower us? Lord, would you give us courage? Would you give us love to participate in the ministry of the Good Shepherd? In Jesus' name, amen.